coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. I have worked with some David Brent-like colleagues. Some would say they were chatting shit. In the shape of a body, a dead body. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rats and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to RSVP, the podcast for events and travel professionals, serving up inspiration, fun and a healthy dose of scandal. So today's guest is Kirsty Todd, Head of Events UK at Reed and Mackay. Kirsty, thank you so much for joining us. No problem, it's lovely to be here. Lovely to see you. So first up, we have our rant section. So Kirsty, what is your industry rant? I think it's something that is probably shared by a lot of agencies, and that is supplier service. We um, we recently hosted an event for 600 people for a client, a really important global client. And if you as a supplier bid for an event of that size, please make sure you can deliver. We know that the industry and the hospitality industry and recruitment is challenging right now, but don't bid for something that you don't think you can deliver. Um, we we had really high hopes for this event, but turning up on setup day to find painters still painting walls and toilets not fixed and there was this incident with the glass balcony so the the client was due to have an activity big team building activity you can imagine 600 people it's a big activity Mm. on an area which had a balcony overlooking the catering area Um, and we turned up on setup day and there was this balcony with half of the glass panels missing um, replaced by a great big orange piece of plastic and we said to the the um, hotel, you know, what's happened? Oh, it was an accident. It will be fine. You know, we've put a, an orange protective barrier across. Mm, it's not very aesthetic. Um, and they just didn't have an, an answer. They didn't tell us in advance. Um, you know, there was there was building works going on next door. Um, at, at an adjacent property. And it was, um, they said, yeah, there'll be heavy building works won't be it'll be finished by the time you're finished no the the ceo walked into his board meeting and he literally got bounced across the floor with the vibrations <laughs> for the noise it just wasn't great the the client was deflated we were deflated and it just didn't give the hotel a great reputation so suppliers please know that you can deliver a great event don't commit if you can't deliver I think that's a very topical rant. We've had, uh, we actually had someone a few weeks ago who was also ranting about suppliers and supply chains, yeah, etc. Yeah. We had, we recently did a um, a panel discussion on it on one of our forums. So it seems to really be the thing at the moment that is getting event managers very go. much so. It's yeah. just, you know, we're we're put in a position of trust by our clients to deliver a great event, and it just doesn't help us either. It just it doesn't help anybody. So please, please, please help us to deliver 
fantastic event. And also, the thing with the balcony and the orange panels, it sounds like a really budget Rubik's Cube. It sounds yeah. so terrible. It was like something you'd see outside a football match, you know. <laughs> and, you know, this high-end hotel, you know, was like, mm, that's just not a good look. That's it's not, not a vibe. Good look. Definitely no, not a vibe. No. I mean, yeah. Even if they'd have painted it in lots of different colours, it still wouldn't have made a difference. There was still a huge, big gaping hole um, in the middle of their lovely glass balcony. Suppliers, take note. And now moving on to our next section, which is stories. Kirsty, could you start us off with your favourite destination experience? I know it's always a hard one to answer, but... Maybe you got something great for us? Yeah, I think in the events industry, we're very spoiled. We get to take into so many amazing places. And although most of the time you spend airport, hotel, restaurant, hotel, airport, um, we, we get to see some lovely places. But my destination might be called boring by some, but I love Norfolk. You can't beat Norfolk um, at any time of the year. My happiest place is Winterton Beach. Um my dog's running along the sand, trying to swim into the sea to catch the seals who are bobbing their heads above the water um, and just sitting on a sand dune, you know, having a coffee and watching the world go by along the beach. So um, it's fantastic. You know, there's places like Cromer, sitting eating fish and chips on Cromer Pier, can't beat it. But my funniest story is on Holcomb Beach. So um, we've taken our dogs along the beach for a walk. And my one of my dogs seen some dogs in the distance. Off he goes running. And my other half shouting, Woody, come back. Woody, come back. Woody, come back. And it was like the Fenton story. Oh, Fenton. Fenton! Fenton! <laughs> and he just kept going. And I, it was, I wish I'd had a video because it was literally my other half running towards my dog who was running after dogs. I mean, if he'd have kept going, he'd have probably headed up in the sea, heading towards Amsterdam or wherever he was. But it was such a funny story and I still think about it and laugh. He came back eventually on his own terms. Cassie, thank you so much for reminding me of the iconic Fenton video. <laughs> I still think it might be one of the best meme slash funny videos out there. It's an absolute classic. I'm just sad that you didn't catch it on camera. I know. I think you could have gone viral. I could have gone viral as well. Yeah, damn. Next time. I might do it this summer. See if it happens again. Absolutely. Always have your phone at the ready for those viral moments. Definitely. So next we're going to move on to your best accommodation experience. So my favourite accommodation is a place where I never ever dreamed I would spend a night in and that's Le Manoir au Cat Sasson in the heart of the Oxfordshire countryside. My um, other half won it as part of an employee reward um, so it was overnight and so we, are, we, drove, we drove through this lovely Oxfordshire countryside to these beautiful gardens and you give your car registration number in advance so as you arrive they've obviously got a camera somewhere that knows you've arrived and when you walk up to the entrance there is somebody there welcoming you by name and then you're you're taken into um your your room well you know this room was just fantastic there was comfy sofas there was such quaint um you know tea and coffee set and um the the bed was just you know I've never slept in a bed as comfy like sleeping on a cloud right lovely and (laughs) and the bath I mean the bath you could literally fit six people in it was 
Wait, yeah. Kirsty, I have to stop you there. Did you fit six people in it? This no. needs to be verified. No, there was two of us, so unfortunately, and it was one of us in the bath at any one time. But um, it was just, I had a bath and literally I was up to my neck in bubbles. It was just lush. So a stunning property, um, beautiful countryside. The service is just out of this world unlike my previous rant um, they just can't do enough for you so yeah if, if I could use anywhere in the world that I'd love to stay I would love to go back to Le Manoir sounds absolutely fabulous so last up we have your best food experience again a very very difficult one I think for most people yeah again we're, we're treated to so many lovely places to eat um, when we're in this industry but my um my unusual place to eat. Um, I was on an industry trip a few years ago now in Dubai and one of the evening events was held at Atlantis the Palm in Dubai. Um, so we were in front of the shark tanks and the, you know, the, the exotic fish and they'd created food stations throughout the journey with lots of different types of food. And one which really sticks out in my memory, it was Halloween. So all the food was very Halloween themed. And one thing that sticks out in my memory was this giant cake in the shape of a body, a dead body. Oh my God. And it <laughs> That had, would be my idea it was, of a nice thing it to eat. It was bizarre. And they had eyes made out of jelly, which were falling out of the skull. Um, they had half the head cut away and they had one leg chopped off with red goo everywhere to replicate, obviously, blood. And it was just, you know, they had a, they had a chef cutting up parts of the body to give people as they passed, and they had strawberries dipped in um, white chocolate, decorated to look like skulls, and um, a giant snake made out of jelly. Um, the whole thing was surreal, but it really stuck in my memory. And I was actually looking back at some photographs and just remembering how weird it was. It left. It was fantastic. The food was delicious. The 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 snacks and everything were delicious. But the whole presentation was just wow, you know, wow. That sounds amazing, but completely disgusting. And you've yeah. remind you've reminded me actually of um, when I was in Bangkok years ago. Completely different, but along the same lines. I went to this museum. It's actually in the hospital there, and the museum is it's all kind of like body horror stuff, and it's all like um, you know, uh, it's like the Hunterian. So it's sort of fetuses in jars and they've actually got the body of uh, a serial killer and they've sliced him in half down the middle so you can you can go and see this dead serial killer which somehow is really weirdly ironic and then you can look at his insides there's a a similar museum in edinburgh um like that um which has got various bodies and body parts and i suggested it on a and an upcoming visit to edinburgh to my other half to which he said no way Kirsty, I gotta say, I would definitely love to join you on a trip to the Body Part Museum. Join you, me. You're you invited. sound like so much fun. You sound like an absolute vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have our vision section, which of course is your dream event. There are no limits on this. Uh, time, space, physics, none of those rules apply. Even death. Death defying, that's that's what we what we're looking for here. Like anything at all, Kirsty, go mad. So my vision for the ultimate event would be a Rita Mackay staff event. Um it would be a reward event. We take all of our staff, their kids, nieces, grandkids, um, we take them in private planes to Finland. 
um, the middle of winter. When they arrive at the airport, there would be huskies and dog sleds taking them to the venue. The venue would be this giant glass dome um, in the middle of the clearing in the forest. Inside would be a giant fire pit um, with logs and places to sit. There would be outside there would be an ice bar for the adults with glue vine and you know nice drinks and a mini bar for the kids because we all think mini bar hotels. Let's have a mini bar for the kids with hot chocolate and and stuff like that. As much chocolate as kids can eat, you know. Let's let's fill them up with chocolate and sugar and march them on. Um, and then send them back to their parents. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I do with my nieces and nephews and it's great fun. And then inside the dome, you'd have magicians, wandering magicians. We'd have an elves um, workshop where the kids could help make toys for the kids that are not so fortunate and wrap up Christmas presents. We'd have Father Christmas and Mother Christmas sitting in the corner for the kids to talk to. We'd have igloo making outside so the kids can have fun making igloos. And they would sleep in glass domes as well, completely transparent. Um, And the ultimate, at the end of the evening, it would culminate in the Northern Lights, guaranteed. I would guarantee the Northern Lights. And it would just end on such a high note. And I think everybody would would go to bed with that warm, fuzzy feeling, with the kids running around having been completely filled with sugar. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way those kids are sticking to their bedtime, is there? No, definitely. They can go on forever. Let them run around with the, the, the huskies and, the, you know, the elves. Let them go mad. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's what we like. And I love the guaranteed Northern Lights as well. Obviously, that's quite physics defying and you're yeah. quite lucky if you see them. So yeah. I think that's a very special touch. 100% guaranteed. 100% Best guaranteed. light show in the world. Yep, definitely. Sounds divine. Please invite me. I will. You're on the guest list already. I mean, I'm basically going to be like the child who's filled up with chocolate and running around screaming. That's <laughs> that's definitely my vibe. Bring your parents and they can look after you. <laughs> I actually think they'd be quite happy to get rid of me for a a few days. (laughs) And now, finally, we have our last section, which is, of course, pains. So, Kirsty, I'm going to read you an anonymous listener confession. Um, These are always quite outrageous and scandalous. So I'm going to let you just uh, react as you see fit. (laughs) So here we go. Dear Charlotte, it's been three years since the pandemic began, and yet I clearly still haven't learned some very simple lessons from it. For example, the proper use of Zoom. I feel like even though we have used it extensively for years, Zoom is the place where you're still most likely to embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in this particular instance, I was giving a presentation and sharing my screen. I made sure no company data could be seen, nor anything personal. So far, so good. So good, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Taking yeah. all the boxes. <laughs> I showed my slides, gave what I thought was an engaging presentation to my colleagues, and then handed over to my boss. My boss had no slides and was clearly just freestyling. In fact, some would say they were chatting shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, as you do. (laughs) I love that. And so I decided to write to my colleague on our internal messaging system to share my thoughts of our David Brent-like leader. 
I'm just having you flashes. You can just see of... what's coming. You can just see what's going to happen. I'm having flashes of The Office. You know the first yeah. episode ever where they're sitting around doing the training? Yeah, yeah. Literally, that's that's like what I'm picturing right now. <laughs> yeah. I really personally enjoy a David Brent-like colleague. Oh, yeah, I love them. I, I, I'm, I'm, we don't have any in Reading Mackay, but I have worked with some David Brent-like colleagues. We've all worked with that yeah, person. Yeah, they're very memorable. Yeah, very, very memorable. memorable. What a dick! I typed it, I sent it, oh my and my colleague began typing back. <laughs> oh, goodness. But then I heard my boss's voice addressing me and what I had said. Oh, goodness. Oh, um, what what can you say? How do you get yourself out of that? That is, yeah... It reminds me very much of a recent um, Teams call we had um, a few months ago. And I had been, we, it, was a, it was an all-hands call, we were all chatting. And um, something had happened in the background of where I was. And I didn't realise I'd pressed unmute. And then said, what an idiot, while someone was talking. And then I suddenly realised that I actually had switched myself off mute. And I, I was horrified and switched myself back on mute and apologised profusely to the speaker who thought it was hilarious but yeah I'll never forgive that and and now I'm I'm so so super conscious when I'm on any kind of call that I'm on mute and not visible if I don't need to be but yeah that is just mm, that is a challenging one how how I wonder how the reaction was after the call had finished for that person well they go on to say so unsurprisingly, they were still sharing their screen, which is how this happened. Mm. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, come no on. To stop. It's one button. Turn it <laughs> off. Unsurprisingly, we have a meeting in person next week to discuss. <laughs> so mm. getting fired. Yeah. You're getting have fired. you got your box packed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clear your um, desk now. You yeah. won't be staying much longer. Good luck with that one. But um, I mean that—that's just that's horrifying. I don't know what to say. We've all we've all been there. We've all thought a colleague was talking absolute rubbish. Mm-hmm. We've all been meetings where you're like, this could have been an email. Yeah. Or if you're going to do that kind of thing, put it on your phone, WhatsApp, completely separate to what you're doing on a screen. You know, everybody does it, but just keep it offline. Take it take it away from what you're currently talking about. I think. Don't type things in the work chat and definitely don't take yourself off mute to call someone an idiot. No, no, definitely. <laughs> I definitely wasn't calling my colleague an idiot. It was definitely somebody behind me. But yeah, that was just an embarrassing moment. So I share that person's pain. But yeah, yeah, I hope they still got a job. I really do. I really do as well. But you've actually reminded me, Kirsty, of, uh, you know, the, the viral video. We're talking a lot about viral videos. Yeah. The Handforth hand Parish Council video yes. with Jackie Weaver. <laughs> you have no authority, Jackie Weaver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It's, it's very similar to that, isn't it? It is. It definitely is. I so. think that's a great example of, you know, if you don't know how to use Zoom properly and you don't follow the proper etiquette, your Zoom meeting can very much descend into that quickly, level of chaos. It quickly spirals downwards, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, it's 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 a lesson learned. And I think the thing is, the difficulty is we use Teams, we use Google, we use lots of different um, media for connecting that way. And sometimes you just get a bit confused with the different ways that different ones work. So um, yeah, I that is painful. That is painful, and I, I'm so sorry for that person. 
you have our sympathy person. Definitely. Uh, it, if you do, if you do actually get fired and you need a job, maybe Kirsty will oblige you. <laughs> Just don't follow my lead and do what I do as well. <laughs> Kirsty, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.